0: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to this edition of the Baby Bowl podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. We are moving along in the season. We are in the conference championship round now, I believe, of the Baby Bowl, which is a lot of weeks. That's a lot of weeks of football, everybody, that we've been playing this year in the Baby Bowl, in DraftKings, in our regular lineups, in our dynasty lineups and everything. It has been a lot of football, but it's been really, really fun. I think last week, the division games really capped it off with a lot of fun i hope this week's games are just a tad bit maybe I, I want them to be fun but maybe not nearly as edge of my seat i don't know maybe i like the edge of my seat you can find me over on twitter at loafing it and of course you can find the daddy of the baby bowl himself on twitter at norton 0723 it's rob norton how you doing tonight rob
1: i'm doing good how you doing tonight wes
0: Oh, I'm full of energy. Got a little half drink of Mountain Dew down me in me, so I'm really raring and ready to go tonight. Hey, man, what what did you think of that Kansas City Bill game? Was that not fun?
1: Wow, yeah, that one. Um, man, I don't want to be like too hyperbolic in terms of, and too like recency bias, but I I really think it was maybe the best game. I mean, that I've ever watched, or or it's at least one of the best games. And, you know, heading into it, everyone was kind of hyping it up as basically the Super Bowl before the Super Bowl and definitely lived up to the expectations. And it is kind of a bummer. I mean, the big talking point afterwards was, you know, the whole overtime rules and not being fair to Josh Allen, not giving him an extra An extra shot. And I do agree. I I do think, you know, they should make that simple fix in the in overtime where both teams get at least one possession. And then after that point, you could go sudden death or or whatever you want to do. But um, at least, you know, fix it up a little bit. And uh, but even even still, it was it was one of the most fun games and, and one of the best games I've ever watched.
0: Yeah, and, and by the way, Rob, you, you could be a lot of things with me. You and I are friends. We've been going back now for two years or so, whatever it is. You can be hyperbolic with me because I, I, I don't even know what that means, to be honest with you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's that's hey. fair. That's fair.
0: <laughs> yes, but I I hope these championship games are just as exciting, really. And one of the guys who we got on with us and we always you and I always love to bring winners on or contestants in the Baby Bowl. And this guy actually did not win last week, but he's been a contestant in the Baby Bowl. I think he sits on top of our rankings. Is that right for the Baby Bowl playoff edition?
1: Yeah, after after the first two weeks, he's sitting on top.
0: And this is uh, who we know on Twitter as James Clickbait. It's Mike at M D E S Chapac. I don't I don't know how to say that, Mike. I'm sure that makes a lot of sense to you. Whenever I look at it, it looks like a bunch of letters. Welcome yeah. into the show, Mike. Yeah, no, thanks for having me.
2: Yeah, um, you could you could pronounce it how you want, uh, but I'm, I'm Mike. Uh, happy to be on here.
0: Yeah, I I don't I don't know how you pronounce James Clickbait. I, I I bet you can find it if you just search for James Clickbait on there. M D E S C H Pack. I I don't know what that means. I, all I remember is that you told me you were a Michigan fan before before the game, and that your brother is actually in the baseball playoffs as well.
2: He is. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's Desh wins, but right now he's the. He's not the dash that's uh, that's winning. So that makes me happy because the two of us, the two of us, if he if, if I finished uh, 99th and he finished 100th, it'd be a it'd be a win. So so it's a nice little thing we have going every time we do something. So um, so, yeah, it's a it's good, good spot to be and glad he's doing it, too. So,
0: yeah, yeah. And, and Rob, Mike said that he could tell I had a little bit of an accent and wanted to know where I was from. Uh, do I do I sound like I have an accent to you?
1: Maybe just a little bit. Maybe just really? a little bit. I mean, it's you. I, I always wonder if I sound like I have an accent to you, being that I'm more from you know I'm from Cleveland area and you're from Alabama. So, I feel like it's it's always something. My wife and I are like intrigued by it all the time. I always tell her I'm like, do I I because to me I feel like I don't have an accent, but then you know to other people they're like, oh you you sound like you're Midwestern or Northeastern or something. So. So yeah, it's always it's always interesting to hear.
0: Yeah, well, when when Mike asked me that, and he said, "Well, where are you from?" because I could tell, uh, "I said, oh, I'm from Alabama." He said, "Oh yeah, I'm from Jersey," you know, and I said, "Well, I can <laughs> hear that accent a mile away."
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yep.
2: The the myth of the Jersey accent is actually a true one, I guess. We we do sound different <laughs> to different to most.
0: Yeah, I, I think so. I I don't know. If you walked around my neighborhood a little bit more or walked into Walmart here, you would definitely hear more of a Southern accent than I have, Rob. And I, I don't think you have an accent. I have no, Yankee ears, though. So I have Yankee ears is what I have. <laughs> hey, let's get into these uh, lineups a little bit that we produced last week. And I, wa- I want to talk about them because it, they were very important. But Rob, before we get into that, Go ahead and tell us who's on top of the leaderboard. Maybe the first 5, 10, or whatever you got there in front of you.
1: Yeah, so the overall standings, Mike is sitting in first with 263.6. Then we got Scott Frankel with 257.52. Jason Polo, 257.22. Kangas is in fourth with 256.88. Reed Weep, 254.2. Dennis Sos. 254.02, 254.02. Shane is the worst. 253.64. Uh, Gridiron. Gridiron Gangstas. 250.94. Jerry Janiga. 250.28. And 10 SKS. Samantha, I think it's Samantha Sled. 249.82. Are the top 10.
0: Wow. That, that, those are some great scores. And you heard him say, Mike. You heard him say, gangsters, Right. I don't yeah, know where. Where yeah. did that come from? Where did that... <laughs> <laughs> it, it was good. It was
1: <laughs> That's that Cleveland.
0: I guess so. I, I guess that's the gangsters right there. We're I'm scared of Cleveland now. All of a sudden, are you do you, uh, do you have any rooting interest for Cincinnati since that's close to home and they are playing the Chiefs this weekend?
1: I mean, yes, in a way. It's 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 funny because I think some of the Browns fans are kind of not for it just because um, you know the the AFC North rivalry, somewhat, and the Ohio rival- rivalry. But at the same time, I kind of do want them. I mean, my my monetary rooting interests are for the Chiefs to win, though. So, because in a lot of the playoff leagues that I'm in, I have a lot of Chiefs either going this week or or have been going throughout the whole playoffs. So, I kind of, you know, more I'm rooting for the Chiefs just for my wallet purposes. <laughs>
0: Uh, that's understandable. I I can understand that completely. I have some chief rooting interests myself in that standpoint. Hey, let's look at these lineups. And Mike, you put Mike, uh, you put Matthew Stafford there into your lineup, and he gave you thirty baby bowl points last week. Stafford is really doing well, and and I think he's doing well in the playoffs as 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 well as in the regular season. And to me in the playoffs, he's really been able to stay away from turning the ball over too many times. I know last week he had that little fumble turnover kind of thing, but he's, he's kept away from that. But some of those have been really close to being like a interception that he's throwing. What do you think about your thoughts about Matthew Stafford and his performance in this postseason?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I'm a, I'm an NFC North kind of guy. So, uh, so, so, so I, I know Matthew Stafford a lot, so I, I like Stafford. I think he's, I think he's a good player. Um, you know, he puts, he, he's going to put the ball down the field and they got a lot of weapons on, on, on that team. So uh, to me, you know, I can live with a, with a turnover f- for the most part, if he's going to get the ball down the field to, to cup and to Beckham and to Jefferson mm-hmm. and swing it out to the backs or find, uh, find, you know, find Higby or something. So, but he's looked good. I mean, I think he's he's long been good on Detroit before, you know, before coming here. And it was a huge move for for the Rams. And you know, they're obviously all in with some of their other moves too. So I think it's good. Um, you know, I would like to maybe use him later on, but I, I had to get a good <clears throat> I had to get a good quarterback round, and I I thought he was going to be in for a good game. And I, you know, yeah. versus Tampa, and thought they were going to sling the ball a lot. And, you know, they, they certainly did. so.
0: Yeah, I gave you 29 Baby Bull points, so that is yeah. real good. I think he's slimmed down, too, since his Detroit days. I, I, I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know what his playing weight was in Detroit. I don't know if he was wrapped up in a whole bunch of rib protectors and everything because maybe they, he was more afraid of the Detroit offensive line letting those <laughs> backs through or whatever or is not as confident in them as he is in the Rams offensive line. But he looks like he's slimmed down a little, Rob, to me.
1: Yeah, I kind of think the same thing, um, and I'm not sure on the on the exact weights or anything either. But I I kind of think the same thing. I mean, you, when you saw him in his uh, earlier years, he had that little. It was almost like he had like a little baby fat, little uh, little pudginess going to him, and, and he does look like he's slimmed down a little bit. And uh, he's been he's been a a great fit for this offense. And you know, one thing that I actually like even though this is something that's like not necessarily um, great for a quarterback, but Stafford seems to throw that pick. Like he, he throws like a pick six or I think he threw more pick sixes this year than anyone. And he threw, he seems to throw a lot of picks early, which actually, you know, seeing as how the, the penalty for a pick isn't really that bad. um, How Mike was mentioning, he doesn't, he doesn't care too much about it. I actually kind of almost prefer it if it happens early in the game just to, you know, kind of give them the ball right back and ensure that they're going to be throwing more often than if they were to get out to a big lead. Um, yep. So. So, yeah, with, with Stafford, you know, it kind of ensures that he, you know, keeps in the game and then uh, keeps slinging it.
0: Does the DFS mind ever shut off, Rob? I mean, that's all you're thinking. You're so selfish when it comes to your analysis about i, know, I know. Stafford.
1: You're just so selfish.
0: Uh, maybe, it's, maybe, it's, maybe he's lost a little bit of weight because eating breakfast is a very important meal to eat. And that helps your body burn that fat. So him and Cooper Cup eating breakfast early in the morning in the offseason and being such good buzzies, maybe that's helped him lose some of that weight. But You put Josh Allen in, Rob. He gave you 38. 30, I think he's still throwing touchdowns right now. Even after the game, he's out there he, in Kansas City throwing touchdowns. To Gabe Davis be. of all people, yeah, I he, mean, should, he be. should be. Still yeah, you're right, touchdown. Mike. <laughs> hey, Josh Allen was fantastic, though. Um, and I can't speak of his performance enough. I, I, I really thought, I, I really thought that the Buffalo Bills were going to end up winning that game before they ever went in there. And I think that, man, I just, uh, what an epic game, Rob. I feel like I've been, I've been ripped off a little bit by not being able to see Josh Allen play this round.
1: Yeah, definitely. He's a he's definitely one of the most fun quarterbacks to watch in the league. Um, just the way he he accounts for so much of that offense. I mean, whether he's you know he, he has a rocket arm. Um, he's he can you know throw it further than basically anyone in in the league. And he's grown so much as a quarterback over the past few few years now. Um, after coming into the year, he was he was struggling as a rookie. He had a, he had a really really uh, poor completion percentage, passer rating, and things like that, and he's he's gotten so much better. And and you know we know how much of a threat he is with his legs, and and how funny he is to watch. And um, but yeah, so it is it is kind of a bummer not to see him move on for sure. Um, but we're definitely spoiled with uh, a lot of good young AFC quarterbacks.
0: Yeah, Mike, you told me beforehand before we got on the air here that you were in the medical professional, working in a hospital and stuff like that. Thank you for everything you did for everybody there in the New Jersey area, wherever you, wherever you necessarily the hospital is uh, during the pandemic and everything. We appreciate that, what you, what you did there. And I don't know if you know that I'm a bread man. I, I, that's what I do for a vocation. I own a couple of bread routes, so forth. And okay. one of the things that I have to do is I have to, whenever sickness comes through, my little little uh, of warehouses, and, and, which it was last week, is I have to get on the bread trucks like I used to a long time ago. And run some bread routes. And neither one of you know this. But when you're inside a bread truck and you're all alone, thoughts run, go running through your head. You know, I don't know if you guys have ever heard NF before or anything like that. And you heard, hey, here, I, NF, how, he's, how he talks about thoughts going through his head, voices going in. Well, that's what happens to me in a bread route. I, I figured I was going to rearrange my lineups, re- rearrange my strategy. And Saturday, when I got home, I started tinkering with my Baby Bowl lineup, and somehow I ended up with Joe Burrow in my lineup, which seemed like a pretty good idea at the time because I didn't want to touch. I didn't know who was going to win that Buffalo-Bill-Kansas City game for sure. I I really wanted Buffalo to win that game, and I thought they had a good shot at it, but I wanted to save some of those players for this week because I thought both of them would have fantasy success no matter what this week. So I put Joe Burrow in there. He gave me 12 Baby Bowl points, Mike. Joe Burrow did. He's going to be playing this weekend in Kansas City, I, I didn't foresee this happening at all because I thought they would lose against my Tennessee Titans. I, and I, I probably what it was. I was in the bread truck all week long, and everybody was talk, talking about the Titans and tightening up and everything. And I was. I finally was talked into it that the Tennessee Titans were going to beat Joe Burrow. But, man, he passed for like 440 yards against the Kansas City Chiefs defense this last time that they played. Do you expect those kind of big things out of him this week?
2: <clears throat> I mean, I think it's uh... – uh, unless you're Josh Allen, I think it's tough to to put up uh, back-to-back games like that. But uh, I mean, he's going to have to put up some points. Uh yeah. he's going to have to. He's going to have to put up some yards. Uh, I mean, I I actually used him week one. I, I mean, I, I kind of thought they might lose to the Raiders. You know, truthfully, um, hmm. so I was you know pretty far off on on that one. So uh, yeah, I mean. Is he going to put up four hundred something yards? Or I mean, I mean, how did he close out the season? Uh, with yeah. Seventeen and eighteen. I mean, he put up nine hundred total yards, I think. And, uh, <laughs> uh, it certainly seemed to, over eight hundred, I believe, in those last two games. But I mean, he's going to he's going to have to put up something. He's going to have to put up something big. Uh,
0: yeah, keep up with I those mean, Chiefs.
2: Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know that he has that kind of game in him. But man, he's he's a he's a player too.
0: Yeah, I always like I mean, his. What
2: what he, he, he take? How many sacks? Nine, nine, nine? True. Yeah, nine, nine, nine was the I number think. yeah nine was the number but i think they were they were saying all game it was eight and they were referencing i think one other quarterback won it won a game a playoff game getting sacked eight times and he got sacked the ninth time i was like well they better win now because <laughs> they, they, you know then then you, you know if he does does it all and they lose then it was then it was all for nothing and i guess thankfully uh Tannehill gifted uh gifted a little pick at the end and but i, I mean he put up I mean, I I know what what did what, what he get in, in baby ball thirteen? Yeah. I mean, it's just I mean he didn't find the end zone. That was that was kind of it. I mean he put up the yards, right? I yep. mean, he Put up. Yep. Oh, oh he, th- he threw for over three hundred yards. Just, yep. You know, did just he didn't find the end zone, but uh, he's he's a he's a baller.
0: Still a little disappointing for me, though, putting Burrow in there. I I should have thought that through a little bit more, but I didn't. I was tired. I was tired. I took a nap (laughs) beforehand and everything, and I got up, had a little cup of coffee, set my Baby Bowl line up, walked away feeling pretty confident. Halfway through the day, Rob, I was kicking myself, especially after I put uh, Singletary in there, who gave me 15 Baby Bowl points, once again, trying to spread out the picking my poison a little bit, because you know you're going to get a little bit of poison whenever you're playing Baby Bowl Playoff Edition. And I also put Dylan in there, who started off really good until he got hurt, Rob, again, in that Green Bay Packer game. And so he only gave me nine Baby Bowl points. I really liked your picks a little bit better the Derrick Henry pick, you gotta you gotta use him when he can. And you put Derrick Henry in there, Rob. And then you also put Leonard Fournette, who gave you thirty-two baby bowl that was, points. That was a that was a great pick. You had confidence in him, even though he was playing his first game in a couple of different weeks. It was really a shame to watch Tampa Bay go home too. Rob I gotta ask you, do you think Tom Brady has played his last game?
1: Whew, um, that's a tough one. I I I actually I do think he's coming back. Um I think he doesn't want to go out on on a loss like that, and I think he's kind of talking it up a little bit. I do think he's like, I do think he's actually heavily considering retiring, but at the same time, I do think uh, I think he's going to at least give it one more one more go and see if they can they can run it back and try to get a get back to the Super Bowl this year. Um, but yeah, he, he that that team that team is. Uh, the shelf life seems seems short with them, so I don't see him coming back for too much longer, though.
0: Yeah, and Gronk, Gronk really looked like he had lost his th- I know we talked about Gronk looking a little bit spryer than we thought maybe earlier in this season, but man, mm-hmm. as this season has gone on, I thought, I thought Gronk had lost a step somewhere along the way. Something, something was going on there. I'm not sure if we will see Gronk back even next year. Maybe so if Tom Brady comes back, whenever you start bringing your wife and kids into the conversation, though, it seems like it, it is. It, it has turned around a little bit more of him, maybe going after those 10 championships or whatever. I, I sure hope we get to see Tom Brady again, but uh, if not, we don't. Well, okay. Uh, then you also put Derrick Henry in there, Mike, and Joe Mixon, who gave you 23 baby bowl points. You also had AJ Brown in there, Mike Evans, and you 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 were saying you were kicking yourself for not putting Gabe Davis in there. Instead, you took put a different Buffalo Bill wide receiver in there, and McKenzie.
2: Yeah, I mean um, the the AJ Brown one was was a no was a no brainer to me. I, I didn't I didn't I don't I didn't. Know how that game was going to play out, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to lose out on on playing him, you know. And I I I thought they would at least be able to put up put up some numbers, and they did. I mean, Derrick Henry. I, I do know. Hope to get. I think anybody that played him was hoping to get a little bit more, but I mean, he salvaged it with a touchdown. And then I I thought the Rams were going to win, so uh, that when in playing Mike Evans. Um. I mean, I didn't think, you know, Rob was Rob was smarter than than a lot of us, and and, and went with Leonard, uh, went with playoff Lenny, and that was that worked out nice. But I thought the Bucks were going to throw the ball, and you know, the the fifty yarder, you know, to Evans, you know, over the That's top nice. is a big play. Yeah. You know, goes from a good game to a great game, just like you know, just like that, right? Um. Yeah, and then I, I my dud was McKenzie. I, I. I I was I was saying I mean, it, it, no one it's it, 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 it when you say it after the fact it's it's easy to to say <laughs> but I, I I was I was between I was between McKenzie and Gabe Davis because I I didn't I I I thought the Bills were going to win so I wanted I did I didn't want to use Diggs yet I didn't want to use Allen yet I wanted to use one of their i used Singletary Week One um which was nice and I wanted to use one of their receivers and I just was not going to go with uh, Beasley. Or um, digs, or, or well, yeah, digs. I, I want to say, but I wasn't going to go with Beasley or Sanders. So I thought maybe I was going to go with one of the two of them. And I just, I, I liked what I saw with McKenzie. He's a, a guy I don't didn't really know a whole heck of a lot about, to be honest with you, until probably halfway through this season. Didn't really know him from college. Didn't really know him from from professional. But I liked how they were using him. And actually, almost. They ran a jet sweep with him that he got taken out at the 4-yard line. I thought that was going to be my, you know, my play right there and then <laughs> he just kind of disappeared the rest of the game and then Gabe Davis touchdown, touchdown, touchdown,
0: touchdown and I was like, "Well, there you go." But yeah. uh <laughs> the preferred you know, option by Josh Allen, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I guess
2: thankfully I had enough other firepower, so
0: yeah, you did a good job, and where and, uh, you got top of the leaderboard right now on the Baby Bowl Playoff Edition. Rob, you stuck uh, Jamar Chase in there. I did as well. They gave us 16 Baby Bowl points. Uh, you put Tyreek Hill in there. He gave you 32, and he gave you, I think you got two extra deuce points whenever he flashed the deuce sign to whoever it was <laughs> that he was out running. I put Tyler Boyd in there. He gave me four points, which wasn't very exciting. I tried to match him up with Burrow uh, and, and and save Higgins for a different week. You also put Stefan. Diggs in there rob and he was your big clunker only giving you six points i had talked myself out of stefan Diggs, and, and just when you think that mckenzie at three points Diggs at six points was going to be our lowest total here between the three of us oh no oh no rob i found the zero i found i talked in my in the bread truck i talked myself into randall cobb I talked myself into Randall Cobb being the third option, especially with Valdez Scantling out in the in the game last week. I said, oh, ho, 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 this is going to be a Randall Cobb week. Or oh, is I wrong? It, he gave me a big old zero, a big old frozen tundra, Rob, is what he gave me. Uh, what do you think next year? Heading into the season, where are you going to project Stephon Diggs, though, in that Buffalo Bill offense with so many different mouths to feed? Hopefully some of them disappear and it kind, kind of gets a little bit more consolidated. But where are you looking at Stefan Diggs next season, especially after what I consider to be kind of a disappointing year?
1: Yeah, I'm still I'm still pretty big on him. Um you know, I was definitely disappointed, obviously, with uh, with this this week's. I was kind of my big thing was I expected that the the uh, Bills to lose, so that's why I kind of played, um, you know, Allen and and Diggs, but I was debating between Diggs and AJ Brown, and I just felt like Tennessee had more of a chance of winning, and that's why I saved AJ Brown for. I mean, now I can't use him, but um but yeah in terms of digs and the bills next year like you said they have a lot of mouths to feed with the guys emerging um i wouldn't be surprised if beasley and sanders kind of fade off a little bit um i'm not even sure of the contract contract situations to be honest but um with when it comes to digs i'm actually still really high on him the bills i mean he's tied to josh allen the bills are one of the be- the most pass heavy teams in the nfl mm-hmm. Um, his his target share was still pretty much right there, and if you look at his uh, red zone, um, target share, it was still really high. Um, but he just had a little bit, you know, less conversion rate. Um, that's kind of the flukiness of of touchdown variants. So, I'll I'll still have him ranked really really high. I think uh, he's probably gonna slide down some some boards just because, like you said, it was somewhat like of a disappointment considering he was like, on most people, some people's ranks, he was the the wide receiver, the wide receiver one. And he was, you know, no worse than really three or four on every, every, pretty much everyone's board. So, you know, they'll have that little bit of bitter taste in their mouth and maybe he'll drop down and be a good value this year.
0: That's possible. I I, I agree. I, I think I took him in a couple of places, maybe like late, you know, early, early second round, late second round, somewhere in there. Uh, as far as a wide receiver off the board, that that's wherever he was hanging around. And I don't know, uh, Jamar Chase is going to shoot up those boards next year, oh, but yeah. he's going to knock him out of there in a place or two, and probably Randall Cobb will as well. If you sit alone in a bread truck, he'll <laughs> knock him out. Gronk was in both of our lineups as tight end, and Mike, you were able to squeeze in Travis Kelsey this week uh, for a good, outstanding score, but. Uh, the big important thing is you are the leader of the Baby Bowl playoff edition. I don't know how many bullets you got left to fire in your gun, Mike. I have no idea. But those are going to be very important this week as we look ahead to these games. And, of course, uh, the highest game total is going to be that Cincinnati and the Kansas City Chief game uh, with, I think, what what is it, an uh, expected score, Rob, of around 53 or something like that, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, Somewhere I was going to say
1: 53. 53 I think um I think the last one I saw had it at 54 and a half yeah um, yeah 54 and a half is the one I, I'm seeing now so whereas the other games are 45 and a half so it's pretty pretty stark difference really
0: yeah, it is. And the Chiefs are seven-point favorites in that one. So we're looking at Cincinnati, maybe having to run the ball. I, I, I pass the ball a bunch. I don't know. Kansas City is a run-funnel defense. So guys, what we got to do here is we're going to help these people out in the Baby Bowl the best that we possibly can. And we have the leader of the Baby Bowl with us. His name is Mike. At uh, What is it? What is your uh, James Clickbait is what it is. James Clickbait, you yep. said that was a little fun for the play, uh, Green Bay Packers. No, oh. no, no, no.
2: That's uh, I, Houston. I, I'm a, I'm a geographical mutt with my sports teams. Okay. Um, so that's that. That's a that's an ode to the to the GM of the uh, Astros. Yeah. So we won't get into Astros because that's a hot. That could be a, a baseball hot topic, but uh, <laughs> that'd be for another day. Uh, oh. Yeah. So James Clickbait, but P A C
0: Okay, you see, you said that so much better than I did. I'm glad you. I'm <laughs> glad you said that. All right, so we got to look for these uh, these people here, and of course, we're going to turn our attention over to Rob Norton, the daddy of the Baby Bowl himself. At Norton0723 over there on Twitter, you can find me on Twitter at LoafinIt. Don't forget to follow Show at FI today with a little underscore. Thank you so much for sharing, liking, participating in the Baby Bowl, setting records this year. Rob, I think was what we did. Did you ever? Uh, get a final total as far as the amount of people we know is 120 something dollar uh, total you got that over there too uh when are you going to end up making the uh, donation to the charities
1: um so i'm planning on making the donations here probably in the next couple of days actually um but once i once i do you know i'll send out that that tweet uh for for everyone and share it with everyone and uh, you know thanking thanking everyone for um you know, they're participating and, and, and the amounts that will go to each one. It looks like it's going to be 620 to each of the charities for a 1240 total. Okay.
0: That, that is cool. That is really, how do you do that? Do, do you do it through all those little different, you know, PayPal, Venbo's, all that stuff?
1: Yeah. So when I, in, in terms of, um, when I actually make the donation, um, yeah. a lot of times I I end up having to do it just on my on my credit card or something like that because they when I went to do it through the PayPal and um, through PayPal or Venmo it wasn't working the one the few times I tried to do it so I was like you know what I'm just gonna do it through my through my credit card and then I just uh, deposit the the money that people send me to the bank account so it's all in and out the same you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, it's it's got to, it got it has to get a little complicated complicated for me as well. I I would want to write a check. I'd want to write a physical check, take it up to the the different charities, put it in there somebody's hands, and get a receipt is what I would. want. <laughs> that's yeah, just, that's I don't old not man me. That's old me. That's old man Wes is what that is, Rob. That's old man Wes. So <laughs> and, let's look at let's look at some you know, people. Oh, go ahead.
1: Oh, I was just say part of, part of the reason why I don't necessarily do it that way too is just well one it's it's easier for me to do it, you know, this way. So I don't have to actually go anywhere. Um, and two is that way I have the, I can screenshot the, Uh you know, the receipt and the proof that I can put it, you know, in the, in the, in the tweet. So that way everyone can see transparency that I'm not (laughs) taking the money or anything like that. So, you know, that way they can actually see where it's going and and, uh, how much to each donation.
0: The Bible tells us to be above reproach and that's what Rob Norton is doing. That's why you are the daddy of the baby bowl, and I am just one of the crazy uncles that get let in during a couple of holidays every once in a while. All right, guys. So we gotta figure out everybody may have used our preferred quarterback this week is probably Patrick Mahomes. Can we all agree on that?
1: Yeah, definitely. Okay. So as long we got as,
0: Patrick. Huh?
1: I was gonna say as long as as long as you you still have him, but he's. Yeah. I think he's clear, clear in a way, kind of the best, the best guy. The only issue is, if you think they're gonna win, do you want to save them <laughs> for the Super Bowl or not?
0: <laughs> don't, That's don't the tricky. Start, you're you're trying to put me back in the bread truck and get me overthinking things again this week, Rob. Don't do that to me. Don't do it to me. Pierre just did that to me on the DFS Streamer podcast too. Don't do that to me. Uh, number two <laughs> would be Joe Burrow, right? If we're ranking these guys, Joe Burrow. My, i mean i mean
2: well oh i guess i mean well i, I was thinking because i already use stafford but if we're thinking from from if you haven't if you have all of them available then then stafford is
0: okay stafford's number two
1: I, okay. yeah stafford's number two for me if you have all available if you have um if you, now if you have, if
2: you have all of them available god bless you okay <laughs> i, yeah,
1: I, I actually do i actually do surprisingly yeah. But the uh the the tricky part is just like if you don't that's the other thing I wanted to mention though, if you don't have all of them available, it gets it gets tricky because then you can get in a situation where depending on who you choose, you may not have a quarterback left in the Super Bowl. Um yeah, so, I mean,
2: you don't wanna be you don't wanna be in a situation where you're starting uh, Chad Henney. Right. right.
1: Right. <laughs> so Let's be honest. It's 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 a tough it's a tough one, um, you know. Depending depending on who you have left, you can play it safe to where, like say you only had, so you had both AFC quarterbacks left, but you only have Stafford left. Ooh. Then you know you just play Stafford, and then whichever AFC quarterback makes it yes. makes it. That would be the safe way to go. Um, now, depending on where you are in the standings, you have to decide at that point how safe or not you want to be. So um, there's a lot of different strategy that goes on in it but yeah in terms of if you have all four left i i I would say mahomes then stafford then burrow then garoppolo
0: i look i look for the cincinnati kansas city game to be a little bit more of a shootout uh san francisco has ended up beating the los angeles rams i think seven out of the last ten times or something like that and and i know the rams have got to be able to maybe play from i don't know this just uh, san francisco has been able to grind these things out And so I don't look for Matthew Stafford to have a huge game this Sunday uh, necessarily like Joe Burrow is going to have to have a big game in Kansas City if they're going to be able to keep up with the scoring pace that Kansas City is on right now, a treacherous pace it seems like they're on in the postseason. And so I I see Cincinnati having to throw the ball a lot. I see Joe Burrow having to do a lot more than Matthew Stafford is going to be able to do against San Francisco or maybe even they, they get up early and they just grind the clock out with... Uh, with Cam Akers even in Los Angeles. So that's that's kind of what I'm looking at. I, I, I That's why I rank them that way, 3-4. And then Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo, Rob, is pulling up the, the old wheel there, number 4. If you're stuck with Jimmy Garoppolo this week, I feel sorry. Maybe, maybe watch Jimmy Garoppolo go out there and put up 30 now. Nah, watch him do that,
1: Rob. <laughs> Probably. That's usually how it goes. That's the one thing that's it's tricky for me because I, I agree. I, I love that AFC game, um, and I think it's going to be a shootout as well. So you know, part of me is thinking to myself, just play, just play. Mahomes sees the clear cut best play, and you know, I I think to myself, I'm like, what happens if they do lose and Mahomes has like a great game, kind of like a Josh Allen situation last week, and then you know, me thinking that he would move on, and I didn't play him, then I lose out on him. So part of me, you know, part of me saying just play Mahomes. But then there's another part of me that says if you play Mahomes and the the Niners win, then I have to play Garoppolo next week. And nobody ever wants to play Garoppolo. <laughs> so. no, that's exactly
0: that's exactly the situation I find myself in. I've kind of mapped it out. I've had the strategy. I did like San Francisco going into this postseason a little bit, but I surely didn't think that they were going to last this long. And mm. so I started picking on a lot of the AFC teams, trying to get high scores there, sprinkling in some of the <coughs> NFC games that I thought would uh, definitely have losers in them, like we always like to do in the Baby Bowl playoffs, is pick losers. Uh, and And so I tried to do that, and then – I I guess it was this Sunday whenever I was looking at it again going oh Wesley that was a terrible lineup and I said you're going to end up getting stuck with Jimmy Garoppolo in the Super Bowl, big boy, is what you're going to end up doing because I played Joe Burrow, which left me really kind of handcuffed. And if I got, I may play Trey Lance in the Super Bowl, is what I may end up doing if I'm stuck with those two <laughs> options, guys. Is, hey, uh, let me ask you this, Mike. Whenever you look at that wide receiving core in Kansas City, you got a Pringle or a Hardman. Maybe some people haven't played those guys. A lot of people probably have played Tyreek Hill. Do you have a preference between a Pringle or a hardman this week
2: well i mean pr- i mean pringle has been uh he's been a safer bet from a i guess from a touchdown standpoint I'm a, i don't really mm-hmm. think either of them have gotten a lot of yards i think hardman when he scored uh if, if i'm not mistaken i think he scored a, a couple times on jet sweeps like he uh did he have a did he, he scored this week in a ju- on a jet sweep yeah, I believe yeah. he, he I did, I believe right? so, yeah. Yeah, and I believe he had one recently like that, too. So, I mean, I guess touchdowns can be variable in all aspects, but I think uh, the chances of uh, jet sweep touchdowns are a little bit more variable, so I would probably rank Pringle higher than, I think than so. Hardman. Hardman's I think more explosive, right. but I think there's just more consistency to find a, a catch, and he's a good target, actually towards the you know the red zone if they key in on a couple other guys so um i'd probably rank hardman higher uh, my uh, excuse me uh,
0: pringle
2: pringle higher
0: yep uh, rob you- i got one for you too on that kansas city same thing in kansas city uh, mckinnon or ceh is it what they're they're I don't know, man. McKinnon looks so much better. He's getting more of the snaps and everything like that. But CEH is coming off that injury. And if the, I'm a little bit gun-shy whenever I think of what happened in that Rams backfield. I'm wondering if CEH isn't going to get a lot more of the workload this week to get up to maybe a 50-50 share there in Kansas City.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because, man, it, it really is because, like you mentioned with Cam Akers, they – brought him on a little bit slowly that first week and then just the next week and last week, you know, the last two weeks he's been the, the bell cow. Um, so we could see that with Ceh, but like you said, McKinnon's looks so, so good. And last week he s- still saw 70% of the, of the snaps, I believe it was. And so if I'm choosing between them, uh, McKinnon is the guy that I prefer right now, just because what we've seen recently, it's hard to, just go out on a limb and say, this is the week that CEH gets all the work. Um, could it happen? Sure. Uh, but it, it's, it's tough to go against what we've been seeing the usage lately.
0: Do you have any, <clears throat> uh, uh, tight ends left Mike at all that you're good, that you're able to play this week or have you used them all up? Are, are you, are you down to the bottom of that barrel?
2: No, from, from that perspective, I, from that perspective, I'm, I'm actually okay. I mean, I use Kelsey, um, Again, I mean, you can't save everybody, right? And right. Um, you know, I tried to save. I didn't play a single one of my Packers, and so I ended up playing none of them. So, <laughs> from yeah. a from a fan standpoint and from the baby bowl standpoint, that was none too pleasing for me. But you can't save everybody. But I used Kelsey because um, I didn't want to get burned and not use him. Uh, opening round, I used I used Ertz and that that game flow got away from them. But no, I I'm I'm okay. With tight ends, I think I have, I mean, I mean, I have Kittle at my disposal. Uh, Zoma, you know, especially if you think the the Bucks are gonna, not the Bucks, especially if you think the Chiefs are gonna win, I think Zoma is a actually a pretty good play. Um, and Higby uh, seems like it seems like on our on our chat conversations on the Baby Bowl chat, it seems like uh, Higby seems to be the butt of a lot of jokes, but he's <laughs> he's. he's, he's he, he's had a sneaky, decent playoffs. So, I mean, he hasn't found the end zone, but, uh, I mean, you, you know, not every tight end is the dynamic of Kelsey and, 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 and Kittle. So I think someone like Ozoma and Higby are are good plays if you still have them. And probably some people probably still, I'm sure a bunch of people probably still do. So.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Well, Rob, you, you played Fournette last week and I'm looking at Debo Samuel <laughs> this week as being able to have that possibility to have a big game against the Rams, he seems to traditionally do that the last couple of games. And to me, whenever I look at a Debo Samuel, he kind of reminds me of Leonard Fournette in that backfield a little bit. Maybe he doesn't get as many targets, which is weird to say.
1: Yeah, it's, it's really weird to say, especially early on in the year when Debo was getting such a, a big target share. Um, and then all of a sudden they started giving him way more carries and a lot less targets. Um, so he's definitely, you know, Debo is definitely a guy that's a clear, clearly a playmaker for them. Uh, clearly a guy they want to design the ball to get in his hands. So, you know, I do think the Rams are going to win that game. Um, so I used, I used Debo the first week, so I don't, I don't have him available yeah. anymore. So, I would use if you know, if I still had him available, he would be in my lineup this week. Um, so I, I would recommend him definitely to anyone who still has him.
0: I think I still have him at my disposal. I've got
1: to, <laughs> hey, I've been, I've, I had a
0: terrible week last week, but I, at least I played people who I didn't really want to play this week. So that's at least I got Randall Cobb out of the way, man. That's that's good. That's good. I got it. Tyler Boyd's gone. I don't have to worry about playing that guy anymore either. And don't go setting up any trickery baby bowl lineups for me, Rob, in there where, like, you clear out all my players and then I have to choose between a Tyler Boyd or a T. Higgins or somebody like that. <laughs> don't do that to me. Hey, Rob, you've done a fantastic job fantastic job this year, Um, and I'm sure we'll talk again before the Super Bowl and everything, but I I just wanted to make sure to extend my gratitude to you for putting on the Baby Bowl, for coming on the show uh, every single week, and and getting the the little chat that we have with whoever's going to come on here. I appreciate all the work that you've done, not only for the Baby Bowl, but also for Fantasy Impact today. You've done a great job, my friend, and for all the insight that you've given me over the last couple of years. Mike even said that's how he kind of came into contact with you as well. He asked for fantasy help on twitter and you reached out to him to help him and that that's awesome to hear
1: yeah definitely and uh you know i i I love it you know i enjoy it and um you know thank you so much for being such a huge part of it inviting me on last year and we've been you know getting to talk football and baby bowl every week it's been it's been a blast you know it's been my pleasure so um you know i'm looking forward to what the off season and and uh seeing seeing uh what kind of things we can implement next year, what kind of how we can make it bigger and better. And uh, we can go from there.
0: Build back better, Mike. I think that's with a new catchphrase going around town nowadays. Anyway, (laughs) Rob just about stole that one from somebody (laughs) else. Mike, you did a great job, too. I can't believe you're in the driver's seat. Nothing against you personally, but I thought that that I I was going to be there at this point. But great job for you. At least you're you're knocking off Kangas. At least Kangas is not in the driver's seat. Oh, man, we wouldn't hear the end of that, Mike. You're a much more gracious leader than I think Kangas would be.
2: O- only gracious, as I said, gracious to everybody, but my brother.
1: Okay. He, he, <laughs> he, hey, that's 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 fair. Yeah, uh, if my if my he'll, brother he'll was in it,
2: yeah, he he will know. Uh, <laughs> and, and he and he's he's his, his lineups didn't do so poorly. So I mean, listen, I uh, I mean, I think uh, the leader from this past week was was Scott, was it uh, yeah. Frankel? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. You know, he, I mean, he jumped from. A seventy point week his first week to I uh, he's second place right now. So so uh I, I, I this is my first year doing it. it. looks like anybody can jump up pretty quickly though. So well, I Well not I everybody can't has say, Gabe I
0: Davis at our disposal, like <laughs> Scott well, did last week.
2: <laughs> well, that that's true. No not not every like I said, I wish I did.
0: <laughs> now he was, was you, was you said he was up. the only one who played Gabe Davis too, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, right?
1: Yeah. He was the it's only one, it, I believe
0: because, by by the scores, I mean I mean Gabe Davis
2: put up a fifty spot.
0: So oh my, that's like half Listen, of my that that Gabe Davis equaled all of my points from last week. I think is what Gabe Davis. <laughs> 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 Great job though, Mike. Tell everybody your Twitter handle again because you said it so much easier than I did.
2: M P A C.
0: Okay, M P A C, and also James Clickbait if you're looking for that over there. Appreciate it, Mike. Thank you so much for making time. Good luck to you for the rest of this year in the Baby Bowl playoffs, my friend.
2: Thanks.
0: Thanks for having me on here. No I right. hope guys. Good night. Good night. Uh, we appreciate everybody listening, tuning into that. Make sure you follow me on Twitter as well at Loafinit. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore and Rob Norton, the daddy of the Baby Bowl himself at Norton0723 over there on Twitter. Thank you for liking, subscribing, leaving reviews on whatever listening platform that you listen to the show on. We really do appreciate all the support and everything that you've done for the Baby Bowl this year. This Baby Bowl is your playoffs this is your contest and we do appreciate you guys being able to be involved active not only in that chat but also in everything that we do we appreciate you so much but more importantly than all those other things we want to encourage you to find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today